preparation for our sermon this afternoon, which will be on God's Word as summarized in Lord's Day 50. We will first turn to Scripture. We'll look at some passages from the Gospel according to Matthew, Matthew chapter 6. We'll turn there first. Matthew chapter 6. And we'll also look at a portion from Matthew chapter 7 as well. First, Matthew chapter 6, beginning at verse 5. And here we read, And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have, you have need of before you ask Him. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Let's turn the page and we'll look at verse 25 through to verse 34 to the end of the chapter. Matthew chapter 6. Verse 25. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? 
Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or, What shall we drink? Or, What shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Let's look now at chapter 7, verse 7 through 12. Here we read, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if a son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he receive Or will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets." Let us turn now to our confessional reading, which is Lord's Day 50. Lord's Day 50, and you can find that on page 895 of your Psalter hymnal. Lord's Day 50. And I will read the question, and if we confess together with one voice, the answer. What does the fourth petition mean? We confess, give us this day our daily bread, means provide for us physical needs, so that we may recognize that you are the only source of every good. And that neither our care and work, nor your gifts, can do us any good without your blessing. Therefore, may we withdraw our trust from all creatures and place it in you alone. Brothers and sisters of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God, our creator, made us so that we all hunger and thirst. Every one of us here needs to eat and drink. And on a a daily basis, we can find ourselves in the kitchen 
preparing some kind of food to eat in order to satisfy our hunger. Of course, this food and drink arrives in our kitchens from somewhere. Some may come from our personal gardens or greenhouses, but still much comes from the grocery store. And I'm sure we have all noticed that prices are on the rise. When we arrive home from the store, we may even catch ourselves looking at the receipt, shaking our heads and asking, how? How did it add up to that much? The rise in prices may bring added stress and anxiety for some. How will we keep up with the rise in costs? Everything seems to be going up. Our Lord Jesus tells us not to be anxious, but rather to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. For our Heavenly Father knows we need food and drink, and he will give good things to those who ask him. And that's what I will preach to you about this afternoon under this theme and points. Our theme, the Lord Jesus teaches us that our Heavenly Father is the only fountain or the the only source of all good. And we'll look at three points. First, ask for our Father is good. Second, receive for our Father is good. And thirdly, trust for our Father is good. Our first point then, ask for our Father is good. Brothers and sisters, and that includes you as well, boys and girls, at a very young age, we are often taught the Lord's Prayer. And I'm sure many of the children sitting here this afternoon, afternoon know the prayer well. And they were excited to hear it being read. And I'm sure you were say, you're praying along within your hearts as you heard it. And one of the requests we read that Jesus taught us to pray is give us this day our daily bread. This is known as the fourth petition. And this is the, peti- the question we have before us in Lord's Day 50 of the Catechism. What is the fourth petition? Or what does the fourth petition mean? What are we requesting from our Heavenly Father when we ask, Give us this day our daily bread. And although bread is largely seen as a staple food across all countries and and cultures as well, there are some food trends that avoid bread altogether. The broad definition of what is meant by bread in our Lord's Day is helpful for this reason. We confess that our, our daily bread includes all our bodily needs. We are asking our Heavenly Father for everything essential for our existence. Everything necessary for us to function. 
That means that our prayer not only includes what we notice on our, on our tables, but it, it has a far greater scope. It includes the air that we breathe. It includes clothing, shelter, the fuel we put in our vehicles and equipment, and other necessities of life. When we ask our Heavenly Father for our, our daily bread, we're also praying for the, the whole process of how these essentials, the food, drink, shelter, clothing, etc., arrive in our possession. We are praying for the availability of, of housing. We are praying that our Father provides the, the weather necessary for the crops to grow. We are praying for a successful harvest for the farmers. We are praying for the, the health and growth of cows, chickens, pigs, and lambs. We are praying for the, the mills and plants that package goods and the delivery and placing of the products within the stores. When we ask for our daily bread, we are acknowledging that this whole economic structure and all its complex mechanisms operate under our Heavenly Father's providential care. Yes, He created all things and He did not abandon, he did not abandon this world but upholds and, and governs and directs all things. Nothing under His sovereign reign comes by chance. But all good things flow from him alone. Brothers and sisters, when Jesus teaches us to pray, give us this day our daily bread, he is teaching us to go to our Heavenly Father in humility and to ask him for our daily bodily needs. We are confessing our dependence upon our Father. He created us with hunger and thirst, and we turn to Him and ask that He satisfies those needs. He is the Creator, and we are created beings completely dependent upon Him. In the Belgic Confession, Article 1 we believe with our heart and we confess with our mouth that God is good. And the, and the overflowing source of all good. And we notice similar language here in our catechism. You, that is our, that is our Father, you are the only source of all good. As we approach our Father in prayer, then we are acknowledging, we are acknowledging His goodness. His goodness is His undeserved kindness to all creation. And we can think of the fact that both the righteous and the wicked receive their food from God. Both are, are created with bodies that hunger and thirst. And He satisfies them both. Both also receive rain from heaven and fruitful seasons. And this is him being, being gracious and displaying his goodness towards all mankind. 
For the unbeliever, this is, this is a taste of God's mercy. Yet the unbeliever is not experiencing his undeserved saving grace. God's saving mercy is only for his children. Just because God is good towards the wicked, towards unbelievers, does not mean that he is fully merciful towards the wicked. For he is also just. And his justice demands punishment for sins. A punishment that was satisfied by Christ's death on the cross. This satisfaction by Christ is not for the unbeliever who hardens his or her heart and refuses, who refuses to acknowledge that rain and food testify to God's goodness. The unbeliever remains under God's wrath. As his children, unlike the wicked, we must acknowledge God's goodness. Christ teaches us to acknowledge our our Heavenly Father and to ask Him for His provision with boldness. With boldness. And we see that in, in our catechism. Give us this day. Give us this day. It is a, is a fairly assertive way to ask for the, the essentials. Give us this day. Yet the Lord Jesus teaches us to pray, give us. And we are able to ask with boldness. And, and we wonder why. Why is, does he teach us to ask with boldness? It is because of God's promises. He knows our needs. And the Holy Spirit teaches us in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, that, that God, according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, will supply our every need. Give us. The us here. Also has a, it, it, there's also a, a communal aspect when we pray, we're not only praying for ourselves, but we are praying for all who are members of the covenant of grace. We are asking our Heavenly Father to remember His covenant promises for, for all His children, near and far. It is good then that, that children, as well as adults, are taught to pray this petition. A reminder for those who are parents to help your children understand this, this petition well. For they also experience our Heavenly Father's goodness and love and receive the gifts that He provides. Our Lord, our Lord Jesus says, Ask and it will be given to you. Or ask and you will receive. We read, that, we read that in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Ask and it will be given to you. And this will bring us to our second point. Point two. Receive for our Father is good. When we ask for our, our daily bread, our bodily needs, we ask in anticipation 
of receiving it. Brothers and sisters, when it comes to the essentials of life, we can expect him to give us what is needed, for he is good. Jesus says, if you then who are being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will our Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? We can expect to receive from him all good things necessary for our bodies. What our confession does not mention is the amount the amount received. This is important because it means that regardless of whether God provides us with plenty or little, we must acknowledge him as the only source of all good. And this is not easy for us as sinners. When we work hard, we expect results. We expect results based on our own efforts. And when there are little to no results, we battle the temptation of becoming resentful, bitter, and anxious because we put so much worth into our own care and labor, our own care and work. On the other hand, when our Father does provide us with plenty of gifts, we battle the urge of of pride and complacency in prayer. And these are sins that we must be aware of. God warns us through his messenger, James. You can read this in James chapter 1, verse 17. That we are not to be deceived, for every good gift and every perfect gift is from above Coming from the Father of lights. Brothers and sisters, we must acknowledge that whether we receive little or much, it all comes from our Father's hand. He does not owe anything to us. It is only by his unmerited favor that we receive his gifts. These gifts can do a cannot do us any good without his blessing. Whether we receive good things through our own labor or perhaps through another, these are only the means by which we receive them. The source of all good things is our Heavenly Father and his blessing. That is why we confess that he is the only source of all good. Jesus teaches us this in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. In this passage, Jesus, after fasting for 40 days and nights in the wilderness, Jesus was hungry. And Satan, Satan came to tempt him by saying, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. And Jesus answered Satan, while quoting the Old Testament, saying, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. 
Jesus humbled himself into his father's care. He understood that his father directs all things with his mouth. His mouth from which his words brought all things into existence for the benefit of his people. And today it is, it is not uncommon to hear some say that food is a, a, a natural human right. We quite often hear that saying, food is a natural human right. Many say everyone deserves to, to eat. And this understanding does not fully submit to God's providence, nor does it fully acknowledge His goodness. Sometimes God, in His sovereignty, decides to let His people hunger. And this is what we read in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. God brought His people out of Egypt into the wilderness. And he let his people hunger. He did so to humble them. And then he fed them. Food, drink, clothing, shelter are gifts from the Lord. Consider how he, how he fed Adam and Eve in paradise. He gave them the trees that were good for food. And after the fall, God made for them garments of skins and clothed them. God, in his goodness, provides humans with food even though they are undeserving. As his children who receive all good things from him, whether much or little, we need to be content. And this is what Paul had to learn as well. He wrote to the church in Philippi, and this is what he wrote, For I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance, and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Strengthened by the grace of God, Paul was able to be content in whatever situation he was placed in. May we also pray that God will strengthen us through his spirit and word to be content in all circumstances in life. For we must keep in mind, as the psalmist writes in Psalm 37, verse 16, better is the little that the righteous has than the abundance of many wicked. God is most gracious and merciful to his children, for he is good. Strengthened by God's sovereign grace, our eyes will be opened up to his goodness in our lives. And we will come to see that all good things, all food and drink that are given here on earth are but a foretaste 
They are but a foretaste of the paradise to come. For in the end times, when, when Jesus Christ returns, all who believed in him and who he redeemed will have shelter in his presence. Revelation chapter 7, verse 16 through 17 describes this, this wonderful reality. They will hunger no more, nor thirst any more, for he will be their shepherd and he will guide them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. We may struggle with worry and anxiety here on earth, concerned about our material needs. But in Christ, we look forward to receiving a, a glorious inheritance. Yet, we must trust this to be the case in order to experience contentment and, and feel joy experience contentment and, and experience also joy for today. And this will lead us to our third point. Our third point, trust for our Father is good. Some who are anxious about the future will work extremely hard so they can experience peace of mind. And take, for example, the man who built larger barns in Luke chapter 12. This man in Luke chapter 12 said to his soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax. Eat. Drink, be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this, this night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. There is a danger of creating a, a false sense of security by stockpiling food or wealth. If, as God's people, we receive a lot in this life, freezers full of meats, cold storage full of, of canned goods, nice vehicles and equipments, a, a nice house, secure bank accounts, and etc., we can think of many more, we may no longer see or feel the, the need for praying. After all, our, our needs are fulfilled. And in a similar way, if there is a poor person who, who steals, who feels the need to steal, he or she may have difficulty trusting that God will provide for their needs. For this reason, in, in Proverbs chapter 30, verse 8, a man named Agur spoke to God, saying, Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me. Whether we are, are poor or, or rich, trusting in and acknowledging our Heavenly Father may be 
a struggle. When we no longer acknowledge him, our faith is no longer securely or solely in God, our creator. Instead, we as creatures are, are, are trusting in the material, need, the material blessings, the, the goods, the created objects, the gifts that we have received. They, they become our comforter. They become our security. And they become our source of peace. And the opposite is also true. When we have not received much, we may lack faith that God will provide. In our reading from Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 and onwards, we notice Jesus teaching the crowd that since their heavenly Father feeds the birds and clothes the grass of the field, how much more so will he feed and clothe them since they are more valuable to him? And then Jesus admonishes them with these words. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? Why? Because our Heavenly Father knows that we need them all. We are not to be anxious about such things because our Father, who is good, knows we need the essentials of life. And Jesus reminds us that our, our Father provides for the birds and the lilies. He has created them, and, and, he, and He cares for them. And how much more will He care for us, His children, those who are created in His image? We are more precious to Him than any other creature we, his, his covenant children, are bought and paid for with the blood of his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. We can trust, then, that God will give what is needed. And Jesus Christ says in John chapter 15, verse 7, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. This is what Jesus promises those who receive his words, that if they acknowledge his Father by asking him for whatever is needed, they will receive what is needed. And, and how, how can Jesus make such a promise? When we pray to our Heavenly Father, Jesus is our mediator, our advocate. Whatever we pray, He intercedes before the Father on our behalf. And since, and since His will and the Father's are one, which led, them, which led him to, to live a, a life of perfect obedience and, is, and which also led to his sacrifice on the cross, we can be sure that we will obtain all that we ask of the Father. And this is why we pray at the end of our prayers in the name of Jesus. 
for he will never leave us nor forsake us. And this is what we heard this morning as well. For the sake of Jesus Christ, when we ask the Father, give us this day our daily bread, he will provide all that is needed. He will not give us a stone if we ask for bread. And he will not give us a serpent if we ask for fish. For if earthly fathers, sinful earthly fathers, are willing to provide good gifts to their children when they ask, how much more so will our holy and good Father in heaven give good things to us when we ask him? We confess then that our Father in heaven is the only source of all good. And we must remove all our trust from any other creature. All material objects, such as money and possessions, and we must place our trust solely in him alone. It is only by doing this that we will receive true joy and lasting peace during times of anxiety. As God's messenger Paul wrote to the believers in Philippi, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplications. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Yes, we may worry and grow concerned when the prices of food in the grocery stores are on the rise, or when our our children outgrow their clothing and need more. But the Spirit teaches us That in Christ Jesus, our hearts and minds are guarded against anxiety when we pray. When we ask our Heavenly Father, give us this day our daily bread for Jesus' sake. For he is the only source of all good. And his goodness overflows for his children. To him be the honor and glory forever. Amen. Let us come before the Lord in prayer. (coughs) Heavenly Father, Almighty Creator, you are good. And you are also merciful and just. You have given us all things necessary for for body and soul, even though we are undeserving. And we thank you for your goodness to us. We pray that you provide us with your your Holy Spirit, that we may come to, to continue 
to acknowledge that you are the, the only fountain, the only source of all good. That all good things come to us from you alone. Strengthen our faith so we may trust in you and guard our hearts against anxiety and worry. Lord, may you continue to provide for our our physical needs. We pray for the, the farmers in our congregation. Bless them in their work and bless all that they labor over in season and out of season. We ask that you be with all who labor to provide us with food, drink, housing, and clothing. So many of us are involved in these industries. And we praise and we thank you for our work. And we ask that you help us be faithful in our work. And we ask, Lord, that you also compel each of us to be willing to provide for our neighbor's needs so that all of us may experience your goodness. We also know, Lord, that our experiences of your goodness here on earth are but a a foretaste of what is to come. And we look forward to the return of your Son, Jesus Christ. We look forward to being sheltered by him in his presence where we will hunger and thirst no more. We pray all these things in his name.